0: Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage, the podcast about New Hampshire bills that might not make the news but could still have an impact on you. This season, we've talked about cat declawing, raw milk ice cream, and even the unlikely proposal to secede from the United States. We give you the unbiased facts, pros and cons for these proposed laws and tell you how to get involved with the legislative process. I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count.
1: And I'm Anna Brown, director of research and analysis for Citizens Count. Today's topic is most relevant to parents of teenagers, but it indirectly affects anyone who travels on New Hampshire's roads. We're talking about driver's education requirements.
0: Right. So during the COVID-19 state of emergency, Governor Sununu let parts of driver's education take place online or with a parent instead of a formal instructor. But now that state of emergency is over and teens are back to driver's ed classrooms. Some legislators want to change that, though.
1: Yep, HB 1208. That's the bill we're talking about today. It would let parents provide all of driver education for a teen instead of enrolling them in approved course.
0: Right, so before we go further, we should probably lay out what the current state of the law is. So Right now, a person over the age of 16 but under the age of 18 has to complete formal driver's education. So That includes at least 30 hours of classroom instruction, 10 hours of behind-the-wheel driver training, and 6 hours of driver's observation. So 15 hours of that classroom instruction can take place online. A, driver's, a teenage driver, rather, must also complete 40 hours of supervised driving with a parent, guardian, or other responsible adult over the age of 25. 10 of those supervised driving hours must take place after dark. So lots of, lots of different requirements there.
1: Oh, yeah, lots of difference with with the instructor, with your parents, nighttime, daytime, watching people. And I remember when I took driver's ed, it was – I think the requirements were probably about the same. It was a little over 15 years ago now, dating myself. But (laughs) I also specifically remember that I was delaying taking the driver's test. And it was actually shortly before my 18th birthday at that point. And I was like, all right, I have to take it now because otherwise it'll just be pointless because all of this just goes away at age 18. You can just take the safety test and the road test. Right,
0: oh, I I didn't get my license until... Eighteen, and I didn't have to do any of this. Not to brag, Although you didn't I do did, any
1: driver's education.
0: Well, so I, I felt, uh, I, I don't know, insecure or something about it not having done that. So I actually got like the the private instruction, you oh know, thing where the guy just kind of like drives around. With, and after two two sessions, he was like, "You're fine. You can just." <laughs> But I right. wanted to do it right. I wanted to follow the rules at least a little bit. So, Oh, uh, Mike. Mike, such
1: a rule follower. So yeah, <laughs> so lots of requirements unless you're over age to 18. But HB 1208, sponsored by Rep. Timothy Lang and nine other legislators, would basically let parents waive the formal driver's education requirements. So instead, they could submit in writing that they provided sufficient driving instruction in 40 hours of behind-the-wheel driver training, and the teen could go ahead and take that driver test and road test. So they'd still have to do the written test and the road test. It's not like the parents can just hand them a driver's license.
0: That Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> two of the biggest arguments in favor of HB 1208 are money and availability. So the cost of driver's education varies, but generally falls between $500 and $1,000 in New Hampshire, which is crazy to think about, like, you know, parents having to shell that out for their kid to you know, yeah, have a driver's so license them too yeah you know uh, and and that can be a huge barrier for low income families
1: there's also limited availability in parts of the states so i checked out the dmv website and they have a list of approved driver education schools and they say that it you know it might not be complete someone might not want to be listed but if you just look at that list there's only one in cheshire county and only two in coos county And ultimately, supporters of HP 1208 argue that the written and road tests at the DMV should be enough to determine if a person is a safe driver. After all, like we were just talking about, there aren't driver's ed requirements if you're over age 18.
0: Right, and not everybody's going to go above and beyond, like... (laughs) Like me to take the- (laughs) Like Mike Dunbar. (laughs) So as you might imagine, there are some opponents to this idea, and they point out that teens are far more likely than adults to be involved in a fatal motor vehicle collision, and therefore more rigorous driver's education requirements are appropriate. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which I'm kind of- I don't know why they have anything to do with this, but drivers aged 16 to 19 are nearly three times as likely- as drivers age 20 or older to be in a fatal crash. I,
1: I will admit that when there are lots of different places you can get statistics from on that. And I wasn't even thinking about why it was the the CDC, but you know, they, they cover health in general. And, and yeah, I mean, you, there are lots of different ways you can look at it, but I feel no one would be surprised to hear that teens get in a lot of car crashes and mm-hmm. you can analyze why, but uh, well, another thing that I heard during the public hearing for HB 1208 was that parents may not know about the latest safety and technology laws from anti-locking braking systems to distracted driving penalties. And I even remember when I took driver's ed, I learned to put my hands at nine and three on the steering wheel. And my mom was very adamant. She was like, no, it's supposed to be 10 and two. And we had this whole conversation. I was like, I don't know. They told (laughs) me nine and three. So I'm also still not clear if that's a really important difference, but it's just an example of how driver safety laws and and conventions and studies and everything are changing a lot. Also, even now that I'm married, my husband loves to tell me when he and I have different driving knowledge. For example, we have this ongoing disagreement about if you you're at a stop sign and you're turning left, if you always yield to anyone else, or if it's just whoever comes first to the stop sign. And I won't reveal who's on which side of the argument because you know it's just one of those things that we're we're just gonna it's we're just gonna discuss it every time we stop at a stop sign.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the people at the public hearing for HB 1208 proposed other ways to make driver's education courses cheaper or more widely available. So, for example, HB 1615, another 2022 bill, would reimburse driver education providers in return for lowering the cost for students. The state could also allow all of the classroom portion of the driver's education to take place online rather than just half of it. Parents also get a discount on their car insurance if a teen takes driver's ed.
1: Bit of a sidebar here. I was curious if other states provide driver education for free to all students through public schools, because that's the other thing, right? I feel like there used to be this thing where driver's ed was part of high school. And so I looked into it. There's a lot of variation from state to state. But generally speaking, that only happens in some cities and towns these days. So back before 2000, there were a fair amount of states that were providing driver education at no cost to students through public schools, but it fell out of favor in the 21st century with most states moving towards private driver education courses.
0: Right. And speaking of other states, there's a huge variation in driver's ed requirements from state to state. So like in Missouri, for example, you don't have to take any driver's education courses. In Nevada, they have regular classroom and driving time requirements, but They also have an exception for anyone who lives more than 30 miles from a classroom without internet access. In that case, you can complete 100 hours of driving instead of a formal driver's education course. So at the height of the COVID-19 emergency in 2020, Georgia actually waived all driver's education and driver's test requirements and let parents basically decide if their teen should get a license. That one is a little wild to me, but- <laughs> Yeah,
1: that, that's more than we're talking about uh-huh. here. But let's let's keep road tests, please. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Massachusetts, Maine, and Vermont all have driver's education requirements similar to New Hampshire.
1: Okay, so let's say I'm a teen who doesn't have the money for driver's ed, or I'm an adult who doesn't have in the faith of the ability of some parents to teach driving, or I have some other opinion on this bill. Mike, what should I do?
0: Okay, so the House Transportation Committee recently voted 14 to 5 in favor of killing HB 1208. But this is only a recommendation. So the full House is going to get their chance to vote on the bill in the coming weeks, which means you still have time to contact your representative and share your opinion on this bill either way. And you can start by finding out who represents you at citizenscount.org slash elected dash officials. All right, Anna. So now it's time for our favorite segment, only in New Hampshire. What quirky NH facts do you have for us this week?
1: Okay. We're talking about driving laws. So I wanted to take a trip down memory lane. It's one of those bills that came up years ago that for whatever reason, I just still think about from time to time and it has to do with driving. So HB 241 in 2015 was a bill that was proposed and it would have prohibited a driver from holding an animal in his or her lap while driving. (laughs) It would have been a hundred dollar fine, similar to a speeding ticket. And when it first came out, it was one of those ones where I just read The title and I was expect. I was like, had these wonderful images. Like, first of all, is this also applying to like chickens and cats, or is it really just directed at dogs? Does someone have some crazy story about when their neighbor was letting their dog drive around the neighborhood? You know, as a (laughs) like, you can just imagine. It's New Hampshire. It's wonderful. I definitely pictured like Paris Hilton and her little toy dog in her lap. Um, The hearing got a little dark though because it also turns out that airbags can totally kill pets, which is makes sense. super sad to think about. So this was all, this debate was happening around the same time that the legislature was first debating whether cell phone use should be illegal while driving, which it's only like six, seven years ago, but at the time that was like now it's very much, it seems you see ads all the time, and it seems very accepted. Like you don't use your cell phone while driving, don't talk, don't text in particular. But it was it was very controversial if New Hampshire needed to step in or if that was nanny state legislation. So the the dogs on laps issue ended up kind of being another side exploration down this distracted driving debate. And even though the Department of Safety testified in favor, the legislature ultimately tabled the bill. So technically speaking, it's totally legal to drive with a dog in your lap, but there's laws against distracted driving in general. So if, if your dog is literally driving the car while you're on the cell phone, you definitely will get in trouble.
0: Right. Or maybe if your dog is so adorable that you can't help, but be distracted by it as it sits in your lap, then maybe so we're true. running afoul of the law. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. I
1: mean, if my cat could come with me in the car, we've seen. Oh, what you'd happens be completely distracted. Yeah. It would be very, very, very dangerous. Unsafe situation. But I situation. also can't talk and merge at the same time. I'm a terrible multitasker. <laughs> you, so. you,
0: you have the power to just distract yourself with your own thoughts. You don't even need like a. I just cell, need an imaginary cat right. or dog, and I'm good to go. <laughs> just thinking about your cat at home being sad, right? <laughs> well all right that wraps it up for today's episode you can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org we'd also like to thank franklin pierce university for producing and the granite state news collaborative for hosting our theme music is composed by mike dunbar and lastly we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes new hampshire by the people for the people